up, guys? This is episode five of the table. Um, we are in stormy weather uh, right now, and I think it's back to you know what a horrible drive up here. Yeah, no, uh, I drove down to San Jose to drop off Ivy, and like even Ivy was like, so we walked outside. She's a dad. She's like, we basically live in a pond now. And I was like, what do you mean by that? She's like, it's raining all the time. There's water and puddles everywhere. She's like, all oh, the creek is now a, a waterfall. She's just like, and then we drive down. And she's like, I'm really over this rain. I was like, me, me too, babe. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> dude, the rain was so bad. My driver didn't come pick me up today. And I was about to say, dude. <laughs> I had I no driver. Say, I was like, this guy, like, Ed texts me. He's like, dude, freaking Ramon. I was like, why? He's like, I have to drive up this treachery now. <laughs> dude, you know, he didn't tell me, right? You oh, told really? I didn't find out till you told me. Oh, I was Roman? Like, so Roman. Roman is not here for Here's this his table. Right. We have we have, <laughs> <laughs> we have a camera pointing at Mike today in replacement of Roman. But Hello. Uh, Roman, if you're listening, you done dolphin noised up. <laughs> <laughs> I like this placement better though. It's gonna be good footage of Mike. Oh, yeah, it's all <laughs> we just need more footage of me. <laughs> no, so uh, real quickly. I just have to ask you, Mike, you know, you're a boxing guy. Did you watch the fight, the Jake Paul versus uh, Tommy Fury fight? Yeah. Uh, no, we watched it. Um, we watched it on Sunday. Actually, Ed was here. Uh, yep. Freaking for family dinner. And we watched it. I mean, I mean, it's like, it's like they're, to me, it just looked like, you know, two, like, you know, amateur boxers, like, yeah, I see a lot better amateur boxers just in like Golden Gloves tournaments and all the other stuff like box way better than those two guys. I don't think, I mean, I understand why they have the hype that they have, you know, and like why they do. I mean, they're fucking, you know, dolphin noise. That's the first time I've cussed in like two podcasts. Yeah. Um. So sorry about Damn that. Damn it. But uh, I ruined my streak. Now I got to go back to like zero days without <laughs> curse words. Um. But yeah, you know, I mean, like I understand why you know the the Paul brothers are insanely smart in their marketing and all that they're doing, and you can tell that they're putting in work and everything like that. And obviously, the younger brother, the younger Fury brother, you know, he's still growing. And I think that kid's only like that dude's only like twenty three years old. Twenty three, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like, no, no hate on them. They're they're, they're shoot, man. They made millions of dollars on that one, and they're gonna make millions of dollars on that rematch. So big ups to those guys. I mean, but again. You know the fight before them, you know with the uh, Badu Jack and stuff like that. Like those guys, like that's an actual like boxing fight. Like that was an actual like real title fight. And you know yeah. what we saw after that was, in my opinion, like for know, the hype. Yeah, but I mean, dude, like they're, they're out there making money. They're they're bringing more attention to the sport of boxing, which is I think absolutely necessary, and they deserve. You know, the sport of boxing does needs that. You know, like because Floyd's out, there's not a lot of people besides Javante. Um, it's actually like pushing out there that's becoming more of a mass media um, type of person that's going to the, like the, the general public and you know the the Paul brothers and what those guys are doing for the sport of boxing although a lot of a lot of the purists probably hate it in the end of the day like you know that the sport needs you know they need people who are going to push the envelope and whether people like them or they don't like them you know it's something that's necessary yeah, I mean, I feel like I don't know anything about that culture, but I feel like based on what everyone else says, he's almost like the villain that's like motivating everybody to be like, oh, Problem we need to child. beat this guy. Yeah. 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 You, I, get what, I get what they're doing, you know? <clears throat> yeah. That was fun. Uh, I actually didn't get to watch like the uh, the other ones. Uh, I just watched the Jake Paul and the um, Tommy Fury one, 
which makes sense to, you know, watch. But I, uh, I personally was like, they're just avoiding each other. Like it, it wasn't. I mean, you, you probably know better than me on like the boxing stuff. But it was, as a viewer, it was a boring ass fight. Well, I mean, it, there's like there's a simple thing like you when you see like when you see very skilled boxers like get close to each other. You know, they learn like if you look at Tyson, like if you look at Tyson when he fought, he fought in very like close quarters. They like call like fighting in a phone booth. You know, mm-hmm. he was he was striking in those moments very close, very like, you know, very much in there and you know using technique, you know, cutting off, you know, using his angles and everything like that. Uh, an inexperienced boxers tie up, and mm-hmm. that's pretty much all that they did. You know, they just tied up and all that the whole entire time, but. Anyways, yeah, I mean, we could. We, this uh, is not uh, enough of WBO, boxing. HBO, Max Kellerman, no. like thing going on right here, right now. But yeah, I mean, it was it was fun to watch, but uh, it's entertainment. Yeah. yeah, it was it was it was. Uh, I was not entertained. But Ed was just here was here for the bone marrow. Yeah, I was <laughs> just right. here to eat. All right, all right. So so today's topic, um, we're actually gonna switch it up. Um, we're going to pick one topic per person. We're going to go around the table. And uh, this was actually spawned on by uh, the last podcast with Ed. He said, uh, we're going to do the spin the bottle, which is, we don't have a bottle, but, you know, we're going to each pick a topic. So are we going to Rochambeau or how are we going to do this? Just start it off. We'll go that way. All right, Ed. Go for it. What's your topic? Oh, so today let's talk about, we're going to still keep it business oriented and we're going to talk about how we manage expenses in our business. So Mike, since you have the most established business, how do you feel you kind of balance out your expenses with the money you make and kind of like how you decide, is this something worth investing in currently or is it something I got to wait on? So, I mean, I'm more of a risk taker. Uh, Buy it all. (laughs) I mean, like I've, I I watch, No, it's the so, Apple store. <laughs> oh yeah, hence hence all the all the new gear I got. Um, but like you know, I, I watch my sales trends. I know the margins that I have to keep my spending under. Um, so I do watch it that way. Uh, I do kind of keep. So for me, like you know, if there's no risk, there's no reward. But I'm also very like I, I don't want my sales trends look like. I know what the market looks like. I know what businesses. And when if I do like invest in a business or I do. Um, start a new business I kind of look at what the market is uh, like the demographics the spend rate all those things that we're looking at before I actually do it if it's something that and looks more on a positive whether it's a, a vastly like undersaturated or saturated market you know t- kind of depending on where it's at if it does have some form of positivity into it and I know that I can make some money off of it and get an ROI on it then I'm, I'm willing to invest or invest in those things you know like for example like G brought up the Apple store thing yesterday you know, Aaron and I function a lot on our phones with phone calls, videoing, um, you know, social media, you know, emails. Uh, I knew, okay, you know, if our phones start acting up a little bit, time to buy some new phones. Uh, our podcast, you know, the Drinks and Dogs podcast, we need a we need a higher functioning computer in order to record things where we don't have any issues when it comes to computer shutting off, glitching out, doing all those things. So, bought a new computer. Um, you know, just, just, I, I do spend, I'm not as frugal as like most people or some people are, but you know, I've also, if I was as frugal as that and kind of managing, you know, being a little more, not, not to, yeah, being more conservative and not taking a risk, then I, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at today. 
you know, so I took, I take a risk, you know, sometimes it backfires on me. Sometimes it doesn't I mean I have a pretty good track, right? Track record and things that I have worked out for me. So I do, despite what most people may think, I do watch sales trends. I do watch markets. Uh, I do look at what, you know, the economy is doing in a difference, not even just in our state, but in different states. Cause we do operate, you know, pretty much throughout the United States, if not the world, especially with TCU. So looking at all those things, that's kind of how I determine, you know, what I'm going to spend on. Um, I, like I said before, I am, I am more on the risky side of things. So I do take more chances than the average person, but you know, no risk, no reward. Right. Mm -hmm. I got a good follow-up question. So one of your big investments recently, I think it's been what, two years since you got the new facility. Yeah. What were the steps or what was going through your head? No longer new. Yeah. No longer new. (laughs) What was going through your head when you wanted to expand from that small one to the bigger one? So I, to be completely honest, I was scared shitless um, when we went into that one mm. uh, because it was like uh, Ed said, it was not a small investment. Um, Aaron actually, and Aaron's a little more, she's the one that like, you know, press things. I've always called her like my brain. Cause she thinks a little more logical, a lot more logical than I do. Um, Aaron's actually the one that kind of like pushed the envelope on that one. So when I saw her pushing the envelope on that one, I was just like, screw it. Let's just run. And we just, we, we got the building, um, which is by far the most expensive building we've ever gotten. And then we did the build out. Um, and if you guys watched any of the, the other videos that we've had before, or we've posted on like my page, like that was a complete empty shell. Like there was nothing in there. It was just a giant empty warehouse. So we came in with, um, our, our contractors, uh, Dafina, uh, the Dafina construction company for Frank and them shout out to those guys. Uh, we came into there, we drew up a, I drew up a plan. Uh, Frank helped me kind of switch it up, uh, switch basically is it was supposed to be the opposite side. So the hallway was supposed to be on the other side. And then we decided like, oh, Frank's like, no, nah, it's better to do this one. So I listened to Frank cause you know, he's been, he's built out my forest street and he's done a bunch of stuff for us. And we switched it over to that side. We basically built three, <laughs> we, we built three buildings in, in one building and then a giant filled. Uh, and that was, that was very expensive. Um, but you know, it was a risk, uh, and I'm happy to say it's paid out. It's paid out. You know, we've now we utilize that as our main training facility. Mm-hmm. The forest street facility is now the day training facility or going to be the day training facility. So everything, everything worked its way out. You know, I'm, I'm really happy with both buildings. Uh, there's still a lot of things that we have to do to, you know, the, the, the 110, you know, the cave 2.0, uh, building, uh, as far as the other side of the environmental room, but yeah, I mean, the cool thing about having a space that big is that there's always, like, things to add on, things to improve on, and, you know, being able to up, add more services to our uh, clientele. It's an amazing spot, for mm-hmm. sure. And because you guys were getting cramped at the old one, right? You had, like, what? You had, like, five staff at the time, and it was, like, basically only two rooms, right? No, it was one. So, I mean, besides, like, the, the bite shop, like, you know, the retail yeah. area, yeah, yeah. It, was getting, it was getting a little bit crazy. Like, for me, um, during that time, like, even, like, now, like I always, I kind of, when I have a full set of staff, I just pull myself back a little bit and I, you know, I focus on like doing things like this, you know, helping with the marketing working on, you know, the raising trains or hiring client clientele. And I make sure those guys have, you know, all their clients, all the, the, the typical clients, uh, that way they're, they're staying busy. But yeah, like that spot got pretty, that spot got pretty hectic, mm-hmm. especially during those bite nights when you would show up, it was like, that thing was just jammed. Yeah. Or especially if people had lessons, like. How can five people operate there? It was crazy, man. It was it was crazy, but it was needed, and we you know we got it and built it out, and you know it's a it's a little masterpiece over there. I mean, as uh, 
I've been with you know with you for and Primal for a long time. Like I gotta say it's like my hands down my favorite spot. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. Wait, the old one or the new one? No, the new one. Oh, I was like, yeah, I do the, like the old one a lot. It has AC there. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is very true. I mean, yeah, it does get very very hot and then very very cold. Yeah, yeah tonight's gonna be rough. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, G. You are in a different department of work. What do you primarily invest in, and when do you decide you're ready to add to your equipment or space? <laughs> well, the film industry is very toxic. That was it. Well, depending on how you look at it, right? I mean, like, I've heard like so many like different like you know ideologies on it, like. Hey, if you invest in a red now, you know, people will hire you because you have a red camera and from there it will pay back in like two, three years. And I was like, it's like 50 K for the double XL Raptor, uh, like just to get the body and maybe some components to it. See, um, I don't even know what camera that is. Cause I don't even look at stuff at that range. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I, I mean, for those of you who don't know, like, I feel like Ed gets a new camera or a lens or something like nearly every week. So, you know, there's that, but, you know, to, to answer your question, I would say like a lot of it is actually not on equipment because we do have like a, a, a close friend of ours that are, no, okay. <laughs> thanks for distracting me. No. <laughs> uh, definitely cut this out, she cut it out. So we do have a friend of ours who uh, owns a rental company and he just like gives us a, like the best prices for the rental. We just like book it into our clients based on um, what is needed for, for the shoot itself. Every shoot is different. There's nothing repeated. Um, unless you're thinking about like, you know, studio lighting and like, you know, doing interview stuff. Um, outside of that, like every, every situation is different. So most people know that, you know, these companies like Sony or Blackmagic or Red or whatever, they put out, new cameras like every so often where I want to invest my time and money into is like the, all the other stuff that comes with it. Like the boring stuff as you know, the film industry calls it like tripods and lights and things like that. those things you can never replace. You know, th- once you buy them, you have them for forever. Um, but the sexy stuff is definitely the camera stuff where I actually spend my, a lot of my time and money into right now is the marketing side of things. Um, that's where I want to spend, uh, money on is because, you know, Jay-Z said it best. Like if, if he had to do it all over again, he spent 99 cents on marketing and one, one cent on the product itself. Right. Not to say that the product is bad, but you know, you didn't invest in yourself in t- as far as like marketing stuff goes. So the expenses are a lot of it goes towards, um, I would say like advertising, creating content, um, a lot of investing in our portfolio. So we have a, a few shoots coming up that are gonna cost money like out of my pocket to up our portfolio, to get the clients that we want, to get our upper level markets that we want. So um, it's a lot of that. That's where you know we're investing time right now. I think a lot of people miss out on the whole doing work for free or like as an expense thing because upping your portfolio does make like a big difference. Huge, or especially yeah. if you're not even like, at the level you're at, if you can produce stuff to show you're a higher level, then that will take you to the next level. But I think a lot of people skip out on that because they're like, oh man, I'm not getting paid for this or I have to spend money on this. Yep. That is, 
that's like something I've, I've I've noticed that in the last few years. Yeah. Last few years, it's been like that. Like getting stingy with it in a sense. I just, it's like, it's weird, man. Like, I mean, people are, are in, a, in a rush to get paid without being good at what what they do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like that's something like it's, you know, it's. I look at it in like the way I learned dog training, right? Like, the way I learned dog training is I gave my I gave my time in order to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, like you you learn because you have to learn from people. You have to put yourself out there, and I think that's something that should be in like. You know, it's in, the, it's in the same thing in the tattoo industry. You know, you apprentice under, there's no tattoo schools. Like, the only reason I know that is because I lived in a tattoo house for years. Mm-hmm. You know, hence why I look the way I look. Um, but, you know, like, I think that's something that's come, it's, it's gotten more predominant, if that's the right word, uh, over the last few years. And I've seen it even worse after COVID when people started just getting free money and, like, all that other stuff going on. Laziness. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. everyone's entitled and no one should be entitled, you know. Mm-hmm. But I've definitely noticed that trend quite often. And I think it's, I think it's important, like, because, you know, you got to get good. I think Ed might have said this before, too. It's like, you know, in the beginning, like, oh, you're like, everyone thinks like they're doing the greatest or doing like that. And then you find out later when you actually become good that you realize that you sucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you well, know. I mean, especially in like investing, you know, in time into your craft and like, you know, for specifically for film, like in your portfolio. I think the question is, like, how does anybody know that you're good? Or that you can execute this type of video. Yep. I mean, that's, that's, it's, it's, it doesn't get any more basic than that. Yep. You know? So I think that's what we're spending our time on. And uh, yeah, that's how we kind of go forward with that. Mm -hmm. I even think for businesses that are established too, they can still like, up it because i think the other week you texted me you're like oh didn't you just do a wedding i was like no nah, man that shit was fake everybody <laughs> all the like the vendors like the people that do like the flowers food models whatever everybody came together to just make it look like one so we could shoot content to advertise themselves that's, that's dope yeah. that's, that's a dope idea yeah that's hell yeah all right and then i guess for me since i have both the dog stuff and the photo video stuff soon not to be the dog stuff yeah hey i might transition out of this phase all right guys <laughs> I, like, I, look into the camera. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna be for everything uh, i don't so think that say, life yeah. is for me the, the dog stuff mm-hmm. uh-huh unless it's self-running in two years <laughs> so that's the timeline you're giving yourself it'll happen he'll stay <laughs> <laughs> but anyways i think for my expenses i try to be as frugal as i can because i want to like since I'm still like starting for both of them, I want to keep as much as I can. But I've always noticed that once you invest in higher quality stuff that will actually last longer. And I'm not talking about cameras, guys. All right. <laughs> I'm talking about dog stuff. So I started off with like a bunch of just plastic crates for all the dogs that I take care of. But I've had so many dogs where they like shredded it or broke out of it. Yep. And I got some Rufflin crates. Those are the ones that are like good for car accidents and whatnot. I have yeah. My collection has nine now, there you and go. each of those are 400 bucks yeah. at least. So that was a good investment, I think, for my like workspace. Yeah, that scared the shit out of me too. Yeah, because that was the first time I ever rented like a space, and I definitely was like, man, I'm barely making like the rent and a little bit over. And I think I just had to like I had to push myself to work harder to like yep. be comfortable, and then. For camera stuff, man, it's never a good time to buy that stuff. <laughs> right? It's like it's like uh, Apple, right? Like next year they'll come out with iPhone, the next iPhone. They'll yep. come out with the new chip. They'll come out with the new laptop. Yep. So you know, I think it. I think I like I like how uh, actually Mikey put it. It was like, hey, you need this now to run a business. Mm-hmm. You make that decision, not because you're like tech nerds like me and Ed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I want to be more like G because I've known you for like how long has it been now? Three years. 
I don't know. When do we, it's been yeah, a while. Two or three RTC. years? Yeah, well, yeah. basically, for as long as I've known you, I don't think you've ever bought a new lens or a camera. Yeah, because you rent it all. Yeah, so G is the inspiration on camera stuff and expenses <laughs> and investments. For me, I think I did too many, like, I'm going to just buy this on a whim. But now I think I'm set with my stuff, so my expenses on that should we stay have low. We all heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think main point, just invest or, or like, expend or invest on the stuff that's actually going to benefit your business and not just, like, oh, I have the money, so I'm going to spend it, and I could write it off, whatever. Because then that starts adding up, and you start seeing a downwards trend. Man, I've seen so many people be like, yo, I'm going to get a G-Wagon. I was like, mm-hmm. they're like why? Because they're like, oh, because it's over, like, like by law, it's, like, over, like, 6,000 pounds. Yeah. yeah, so you can write it off as a commercial car. I mean, it's a, it's smart if you have it, but then you actually still have to pay for it. Yeah, I think also non-business <laughs> people think you get all the shit for free. All right, so Next this topic. is your topic, Mike. Mike. Highs and lows of business. So I wouldn't even just say it's highs and lows in business. I think being an entrepreneur, uh, you're going to deal with highs and lows in business and in your personal life, considering they all kind of correlate to do the same thing. Um, So I guess my question to you guys is, how do you guys manage the highs and lows of being an entrepreneur in this day and age? Gee. You can change your whole answer now. No, yeah, because it's a different question. Um, so the highs and lows, I mean, like Mike said, you know, you're going to, you're going to have those highs and lows in business. Um, it's just the nature of business. It's just the nature of being human. Um, so how I personally deal with the highs is, you know, I celebrate my wins. Like, I think it's equally important to, you know, catch your faults as well as celebrate the wins. Cause at the end of the day, like, what do we do it for? You know, like if we have some like wins for the business and like we're going towards the successes and the goals that we have, then it should be celebrated. I think it's, it's part of like showing gratitude and it's showing appreciation for not only what you personally have accomplished, but what your company and your team has accomplished too. It's, it's a, <laughs> it's a celebration for, for all that. And as far as the lows go, um, the lows, I, I don't know if I've said this before, but I've had some real low lows, like low lows. Low, low. <laughs> um, I've, I've, have had months where I made nothing. Hell, I've had, I've had had months where I made less than nothing. I've, I've been in the red and this was like, you know, young, dumb and stupid G where it's like balls before brains, but it was also like, you know. I wasn't smart with the, like investing time and money uh, during that young age, but we all learned to get through it. And, you know, as far as like the lows that happen, you know, like further down the line, uh, maybe like, like COVID time or like COVID time is actually a perfect explanation, like time for, to explain that now is like, that was a real low for Vico. It was a huge low. Cause literally our business is gathering people together and filming. We literally could not do that because of COVID. So the good thing is like, I went to like my partners, these guys sitting here and we're like, all right, what do we do? We created war room. We yeah. did TCU. We find it other sources of income. We find it other, you know, businesses. But even during that time, like BCO coincided with like war room because 
of all the the um the the webinars that we did during that time you know so we still provided value and still figured out a way so i think the you know how we deal with it is like i think it depends on person to person you really have to have like that kind of that mindset of like that that go mindset that we talked about last last podcast um to keep going but i I, you know again on the highs is like you know because we've we have that mindset and that mentality of like all right we got to go and we got to you know continue to grow the business um that still is very relevant when it comes to the highs because we gotta we gotta go further we gotta go you know get get better get more clients get like we should wider wider market of clients so you know celebrate your wins but you know when it comes to the lows like I personally feel like, hey, you know, what can you do creatively? Where can you invest your time and money and energy in that can reach and help more people? Because that's mm-hmm. ultimately like why, part of why we do the business. We are service providers or we provide a product, right? So, you know, that's the end goal there. So, yeah, that's what I got to say about highs and lows. Yeah, I think you have a good point for all of those because I think when any business hits a low, that almost like humbles you a little bit, right? You're like, oh, I can't be like splurging on the highs or anything like that. And you're almost taking it as a learning experience or not almost, you definitely are. Once you hit either like a low or a zero or negative, it's like, hey, what can I do to make sure we never hit that low again? And then I think, I think once you hit that low, you almost like change your strategy at that point. And I think during that point, you're, making your business a lot better just by changing the ins and outs of it and then preparing for the better highs later adapt or die mm-hmm. yeah. literally i think that is what's going to happen right <laughs> <laughs> and for the highs whenever i reach a high i'm just like okay this is best case scenario but what if this is all out the window the next day then how are you going to prepare for that so either have your finances in check marketing strategies whatever product if you're pushing products and have whatever ready and prepared for that next one since it's always trending up and down i feel like <clears throat> i should not have drank that <laughs> the sevia gossip what did i say oh if there was ups because since there's always ups and downs i think the best way to go about it is have the my like the right mindset to not splurge when you're at your highs Cause I do have friends where they're like, Oh, I'm gonna buy this Louie. I'm gonna buy this Gucci, all this stuff once they're at their highs. And of course they're never going to show the lows on social media, but I'm just like, man, what are you going to do when that, when that time hits? I got a follow up question to that. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, I think Mike might touch on this a little bit later, but what, like a lot of rappers say this thing too, is like, well, don't buy the chain. No, (laughs) no, that's what I experienced rapper would say but um if you don't like uh oh yeah i'm just like so rappers always say like if i had a million and i spend it i'm gonna make it back right because they believe in themselves so much mm-hmm. right like what do you say to that like i i know i'm gonna i'm gonna go harder i know if i made it this far i can make it even further than that what do you say to like hey if i spend it on the highs like oh, i'll make it back i think depending how you're sales trend is going right say one i guess luck could be involved because if i was to just think about music some people that are one hit wonder they do become a second hit wonder and then they die off right so okay (laughs) yeah i mean it's like it's kind of tricky because like hey if you believe in yourself i mean don't spend all your money right but you know like 
if you have a value like I'm gonna show up to this no matter what, then I can get this like, like like an AMG or a G wagon or whatever it is, you know, like it's not like it's like that frugal mindset versus like, you know, hey, I can I believe in myself so I can I can get it. Yeah, you know? I mean, I think yeah, that's just personality, right? I think there's some people that can go that hard, but I think for me, I'd rather be like I'm gonna prepare for the worst case scenario just in case. Yeah. So it depends on the person. Person. You said. Yep. All right. Yep. This is my turn. <laughs> yeah, you're the Mike rap- Jones, the rapper we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, I'm 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 wild, but I'm smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In think senses. about it first. Yeah. I mean, shoot. I'm. I can't say think about it. I got like four cars in there in the front yard that probably cost more than people's houses. Tell us what we got Jeez. out there. Tell no. us the line. Tell them, Mike. No, Tell them. No. 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 Um. Managing highs and lows for me, uh, you know, so I've, I've probably said this a bunch of times already, but, you know, business is personal to me, you know, and like in everything that I do, business is personal to me. You know, my personal life coincides with my business life. A lot of times people say like, hey, like don't, you know, you should separate the two so you're not, you know, you're not, you know, taking that stuff home or whatever it may be. But um, I'm the, I'm very much the type of person that everything that I do is a hundred percent, you know, like no, no matter what. So if I'm, you know, if I'm going to do like, for example, can I street league when we decide to do can I street league me and Oscar had that one podcast, uh, drinks and dogs thing a week later, we had a logo a month later, we had our first certification. So like, you know, it's, and then in one year we did two trials, like, I don't even know how many seminars and a two bunch pro of camps. two pro, like a bunch yeah. of things. We did a lot of things and that's just kind of like the pace that I run, I, I run at. Um, and it's because, you know, the reason I'm able to run at that level, especially on highs is because I'm emotionally involved. Um, you know, I don't leave business at, at the shop. I don't leave business after the meeting. I don't, you know, business is still beside, unless I have my daughter with me and, you know, me and Aaron and I are together and we're the only time that I'm not thinking about business is when we're literally sitting on that couch watching TV or we're at horse riding or we're doing something together as a family. That's literally the only time that, you know, business doesn't really slip into my mind. That's because I'm with my family. So business, business is always personal to me, which means I'm extremely emotionally attached to those things. So when we hit those highs, you know, it's all, it's great. I'm trying to celebrate it. I'm trying to, you know, just cause my past and not having like some of the support system I've had, you know, from majority of my life. And, you know, even in the past in my business, we're having, you know, people who, when we went through the lows, when we lost like hundreds of thousands of dollars at Baskin and Campbell, when the city kicked us out of that, um, and, you know, a couple other ventures, you know, a lot of people would have crumbled from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I'm emotionally attached to that and I'm the type of person that's like, you know, you have that grit where I'm like, okay, I got to keep going because I got people, I got people to, you know, provide for, I got people to protect, you know, cause I don't have a fallback plan. I don't have a family that I can go stay at their house. I don't really got places I can sleep on couches. I got to, I am my own fallback plan, you know, so I got to make sure I keep going. So when those lows hit, you know, like happened in Baskin when I was sick and I also lost all that money. Um, and I didn't, I was talking about being in the red. I mean, shit, that was, that was, that was, that was I'm sure like if there's Damn. a color other than red, um, I was in that color. How uh, long did it take you to recover from that? Um, so t- kind of what you talked about, like I switched our, our marketing plan a little bit. Um, I kind of just dug, dug in deeper and just like planted my, you know, just planted my hills in and just dug in and we started hitting it hard. Uh, you know, we started going harder into the social media. We started, you know, doing a lot more guerrilla marketing once we moved into Morgan Hill. Um, and we just like, we were at the shop from like, I don't even know from 9am till like two in the morning. You know, there's, there's points in times where Aaron and I had to actually like sleep in the hotels cause we were too tired to drive back to our apartment. Uh, so we were doing like that and it took me probably, it took us probably about a year, mm. uh, about a year. 
uh, to get back on our feet. And then even at that point, I still had to pay back a lot of um, past due rent and stuff like that. So it took, you know, to get back to the point where we actually had some money in the bank to where I wasn't wondering like, okay, how am I going to feed, you know, my fiance? How am I going to feed like myself? How am I going to be able to take care of my daughter? How am I going to be able to do those things, pay my family support, all those other things. So it took a little while to come back from that. Um, but that was a real big low, you know, like the one thing is that like these lows have taught me uh, is, you know, it's, it's okay to go into lows. You're going to go to lows, especially if you're an entrepreneur and especially if you're the leader of your company, um, you're going to go into the lows. Uh, and the thing with the lows is, you know, feel it, deal with it. It's okay. Understand that it's fine. You know, you're not alone, even though you may feel like you're alone because it is a very lonely a space when you are an entrepreneur, no matter what you have around you. Um, you know, like what, like I think like Kanye would even said, like one of his songs is like, uh, ever feel alone in a room full of people like that's being an entrepreneur, you know, like you're going to feel like that, you know, this is why we do the, the table. So, you know, people can understand all the different, you know, thought processes that go into being an entrepreneur. So minimize your lows, you know, minimize your lows, build that grit. You know, when you're in that low, use that, you know, bank it, you know, put it in, put it in your mental memory, like understand, use that, how you felt during that period in time to help fuel you when fill you when you're feel you fuel you when you're at those highs because when you're at those highs you're going to want to use all that pain all that suffering to push you to the next level because once you get every time you go through a low that means you're getting ready to go to that next level you know you're going to go through something because you've already endured this one portion in time of your life and now it's time to go to the next portion of time in your life, which is going to be bigger. I use that Even all the time. Harder. Yeah. I mean, I use that for myself. You know, I went through a fairly, I mean, I went through a fairly mental low, not a really business low in the last like month and a half, but I use that to be like, okay, cool. Now I went through that in a certain, a different version of that. Now I'm going to maximize my high and I'm going to make it even bigger this time. And now I have, now I'm equipped with a whole new set of tools from that low you know, to maximize this whole other part, part of my life that's coming now. You know, that's why I said before, like, you know, when we were talking about, like, you know, in the text message, like, oh, Mike's back. I was like, no, it's like Mike 10.0 or whatever. Cause you know, season, coming 10. Up, season 10, <laughs> dying to live. Um, but you know, it's like one of those things you're gonna, you're gonna go through it, but you know, it's important to minimize your lows, maximize your highs, use what you use the, the depths that you saw in those lows to, help you to get those tools that grit that you built during that time to get to the next high and understand it's always it's always leveling up you know the time or was it it's always the darkest before the light i mean i i actually personally love what you said about tools like i don't think people people who like give up easily when they're in the business it's the people who outlast everybody i feel like is like the best type of business just because they learn so much along the way and you get more and more tools with your lows. Like yeah. that I mean, is, I think that's such a gem of a thing you said there. And I have to, I had to highlight that. That's, that's not small. That's a big thing. Yeah. I mean, you learn more for your losses than you learn more from your losses than you do from your wins. So last topic, the ball has spun my way. The proverbial bottle has spun my way for this topic. It is. I think it's kind of a fun one. I actually, a lot of people in my family and friends like ask me this question is like, gee, you have like three businesses. How do you manage the time to do it all? So I think we all have three businesses. Well, Ed, I feel like has four because he does dogs and video all the same. So I'm going to go with uh, Mike. How do you manage to do all these things? 
Actually, he got an easy one, man. He got a personal assistant. <laughs> well, I actually a scheduler. No, I I sent uh Mike this thing on. I was like, look, last week, it's like if you ever date a entrepreneur or a hustler, you automatically become the assistant. <laughs> <laughs> he don't even know what's on his schedule. No, nah, it's. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't mean. I guess the way that you would I mean, because I've been doing this for a while. Um, like I've been doing this for like a long time now, so I've you know, I've always had a bunch of different companies at you know all the different times. Um, and kind of what I mentioned before when I was talking about managing highs and lows, like you know, business is like very personal to me. So I, I you know, from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep, I'm working. Like I don't have a nine to five. I have to open my eyes, close my eyes. You know, like that's kind of how I run everything. Um, you know, now in the recent years, you know, my I have Aaron, who's like my business partner. She runs a lot of the scheduling for Primal Canine. Um, and amongst like a few, the few other businesses for my, for my actual, like all the different schedules I have. So I'm kind of just like being point and shot at different places. Um, you know, the benefit that I have is that I don't really believe in balance. Like I don't, I believe I'll have balance when I've accomplished everything that I've, I've seek to accomplish and where and everyone who depends on me is set, you know, at that point I'll have balance, but I don't really believe in balance. A lot of times people, you know, when they're just starting out in their careers, uh, or just starting out with their businesses, they want balance, right? They have significant others or friends that want to hang out with them and like they drag them down and they talk bad about them because they're like, oh, you don't need to spend all your time doing this stuff. You don't need to spend all your, like, you know, if someone asks you, how do you manage your time? I ask them, how are you managing your time? Why are you only doing one thing? Damn. Like, why are you only doing this? Like I manage, I manage my time by utilizing my time. Like I manage my time by getting my ass up early in the morning, take doing the things that I need to do to get myself mentally right. The next thing I do is I either find my daughter, I'd, you know, get her ready, put her in school. And as soon as I drop her at school, I'm on the phone. I'm calling you guys. I'm, you know, bugging people for media stuff. I'm, you know, coming up creating different things. I'm training a dog. I'm, you know, working some dogs. I'm filming a course or, or doing a podcast or whatever it may be, you know. You know, I utilize my time differently depending on what I'm working on and what day it is. You know, Tuesdays are our media day. You know, so we do media most, most of the day and then we do bite work and all the other stuff for bite night. So how I manage to do the things that I do, um, I have, a, you know, I have good business partners. I have, uh, you know, I, we do, I do, do a lot of stuff like. Do do. I do do. I, I do 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 do. Mm-hmm. Um, I do do a lot of stuff, but I guess the best way to say it is that I don't, I don't seek balance. Um, I don't look for downtime. I don't like having downtime. Um, it's not something that works for me. I, if it works for you, it works for you. For, you know, that's great, but that doesn't work for me. So that's kind of how I'm able to do the things that I do. Like I said before, like I maximize my highs when I'm, I'm, when I'm on my highs. And, you know, I minimize my lows when I'm on my lows. And even when I'm on my lows, I still work. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I manage to do things. I just, you know, start working as soon as eyes open and, Stop working when my eyes close. I think, I think for uh, for me, it's um, I think I look at it more systematically. Um, like this is more, maybe more technical. Like I mean, like for the most part, it's very much just kind of similar as as you guys, and I think you know that because like Mike will call me at like nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah. <laughs> like we got some ideas, you know, and. Uh, and yeah, I mean, like, if they're cool ideas, like, which most of the time they are, not done here. Got idea. a pretty good record. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we we do it, but uh, as far as managing the time, like, 
uh, you know, as far as like what you said, like, oh, like what are other people doing with their time, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, I think I said in the last podcast, my mom, my own mom was like, you know, you work too much. I was like, man, like not nothing against mom. I love my mom, you know, but her expectation of, you know, spend time with family and, uh, you know, do something fun. Go, go, go spend time with like, you know, family, not like, you know, my, my mom and dad, but more like, you know, my uncles and my cousins or just have like that downtime. And I do, I do have downtime, you know, like, uh, in a couple of weeks, like me and, uh, Jyothi are going to Napa cause of her sister's birthday. And that's downtime I'm scheduled for, you know, but the thing is it like, how do we, like, this is a fun question for me because how do you manage all that is like, for me, I approach it a little bit more systematically. I use the tools at my disposal. Like I don't have uh and this is nothing <laughs> against my care at all. Like I don't, I don't, I personally don't have like a, you know, like a GM or your business partner yet. Yet. Right. Like definitely like goals, you know? Um, but for me, I, I rely on the tools that are out there. You know, I, I like to think of myself as like kind of a, a techie in a sense. I mean, we are in Silicon Valley and, um, you know, you look at the setup. I mean, I knew ex- like when Mike was like, Hey, we should do a podcast. I was like, yeah, we should get this, 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 and this, and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So the tools I use are like, you know, I use Google calendar that helps. I color coordinate. I organize things that way. I'm a kind of a organizational freak in that, in that nature. Cause I think if you guys listen to the fir- first podcast, everyone made fun of me. Cause I, I take notes. <laughs> like I don't know. No, like, we love it, man. Like, like, Roman, like Roman just you said guys, it. you know. I don't know who was roasting you. Yeah, <laughs> the guy who's not here. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I use things like Notion, uh, which is like my task manager, um, Google Calendar for my scheduler. Um, I actually calendar in time to to plan for shit. Like I think that's like such an underrated thing. Like, like I I know like for if you don't like have like admin time it's really just admin time right like this and this time i need to do this this and this time i need to do this and it's it's not to like you know you most people like skip that part of it it's like if you plan if you don't plan you plan to fail type of thing right if i'm not if it's on my calendar and i know like i don't even go get trouble for this like jyoti gets mad on me that i schedule things with her like and that's like messed up in a sense but i told her i was like if you're on my calendar, that means it's important. You know what I mean? So if you're on my calendar to block off like time and like, that means you're important, it's worth like you putting on my calendar. So in that same way, like if, if marketing needs to happen, like, like how Tuesdays are our TCU street league, you know, media days, Mondays are like Vico media days for me, you know, Wednesday through Friday are my prospecting days. I got to deal with clients, meetings, um, any editing that has to go on, you know, um, and weekends are usually like if there's anything need to be caught up on or research and development. So that's kind of how, like how I break it up, um, on that level. But, you know, I use, I utilize my tools. I mean, there's so many free tools that are out there that everyone can utilize. And I, I named a few of them. Some even have to pay. I mean, what's $20 a month? for you to get your, you know, things scheduled and have a piece, like, I don't want to say it's peace of mind. Cause I don't think, I don't think you'd really truly have that peace of mind. I, I think peace of mind is just another word for balance, right. In a sense, but 
you know, there's so many tools are out there that you can utilize. Like you not managing your time correctly is a, it's almost a mindset thing. It's not, it's, you have all the tools, you have all the things to, you know, to do the things you want to do for us as three businesses and all the projects that we have. I mean, we're doing it. This, we are living proof of it. So yeah. So I, I feel like I kind of went on a rant there. Yours, yours was good. His is the good example of what to do. Now I'm going to give you the bad example. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not like disorganized, but let's, let's just look through here. So for my dog training, private session stuff, I have Wait. it all on a square calendar. For, for people who can't see this, Ed has pulled out his phone to kind of figure out what he, <laughs> how he organizes. So I have a square calendar for all my private and group sessions. Then on my Google calendar, I have board and trains or dog sitting dogs slash, I guess, family events. And then I have like a list of alarms for the daily stuff. I have errands to run that day. Then I have a shared note with G for uh, to do's for the canine university and street league. And then I also have an email thread with another client for media stuff. So don't do that. Also, this is not sponsored, but, uh, G did introduce me to Notion, which I'm going to start using so I could compile all that together. And I think if you have a mess like me, I think having everything together will help because the main reason why I start missing out on certain things or if I like overlook something is because I have too many things to check. I have to go through all five or six, whatever that I named. I don't even know how many. And then sometimes I'll get that text from G's like, hey, where's that reel? And I'm like, <laughs> what reel? <laughs> So I think, yeah, do it more systematically like G, get something in order where you can put everything together into one and break down down the details and definitely schedule like the family events because similar like for me, right? My parents are like family. They're like, man, you do all this, but you don't have time for family. And mm -hmm. I think in, depending on what culture, people do value that a lot, right? And I think for people doing entrepreneurship, they should definitely have those things hard scheduled so they don't miss out on it. So I think the thing that you were saying about how she was weird out with you putting her on the schedule, that's, that's how it got to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think I had to explain it, really explain it to her. Like in case she sees this, no, she, she watches these all the time. She's like our biggest fan. So I think you've seen the comments and like reposts and all, but, um, she will definitely see this, but I've already explained to her. There's nothing new to her. Yeah. 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 It's just what it is. It's what it is. Google Suite works really well too for all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because we tie that in with our phones and stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. Is like, the tools are out there. Yeah. If you if you have, how do we do it? And you, and you want to do it, not doing is an excuse. There, there's a way to do it. You know. So. Just do it and figure it out on the way. Yeah. We already went yours, right? Yep. Cool. So that's, is that it? That's a wrap. Wow. Do a clap out. No. no. <laughs> All right, guys, that has been the table episode five. Um, you can follow us at network.ptv. We are really trying to go that Instagram because we have all the podcasts, drinks and dogs, um, the table. We have, um, you know, all the, the YouTube shows that we, we produced over the years on there. Uh, any new things that are coming out, you'll find it there first. Um, 
So yeah, so give us a follow. Anything else you want to shout out, Ray? Yeah, make sure you guys are liking, sharing, and commenting on the YouTube. Also, share this with your pot, your friend. I'll start a podcast with your friends. Again, we do this for free. Um, you know, we do it for the the love of the game and helping other entrepreneurs out there. So make sure you guys are sharing this with everybody. But yeah, guys, that's it for me. Thank you.